What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Those of you who have been paying attention on Twitter to at Ricky and Clive the last week or so, you'll have noticed a strange series of gifts in the form of a thread. Those gifts, if you've not realised by now, are actually a countdown. Started seven days ago, and we're now at day zero. Obviously, the fact that this has reached your ears now gives you a clue as to what the countdown is, but it might not be what you actually think it is, so... First of all, my name's Clive. Welcome back to my voice. Nice to speak to you all again. Last time I spoke to you, I advised of some sad news in Ricky and Clive headquarters. Through personal, mental, physical battles that we've dealt with, um, we had to take a wee hiatus. So things have changed again quite a lot. There's been a lot of topsy-turvy ups and downs, lefts and rights all over the place. So with that in mind, I thought I'd sort of give you an official sort of confirmation, like once and for all, with the start of this podcast. That we're fucking back. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest wrestling podcast ever <laughs> is back. The Rick and Clive Wrestling Show, for which, uh, which is brought to you, by the way, by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Uh, new sponsors that have been added to the show but we'll give you some more details on them later on if you want to keep your balls nice and fresh then be sure to stay listening throughout the show oh that's a perfect fucking setup. What? perfect because that way people will, will now need to listen to the rest of the show uh-huh. carefully but yeah it's nice to be back nice to be fucking back uh, by the way just so you're aware like it was all just a work we just wanted some time off yeah <laughs> nah, life's been shit. Life's been shit. Been dealing with personal stuff, and then we had the old coronavirus virus and everything else that comes with that. But and then no mm. wrestling, which isn't ideal because we're talking about on a wrestling podcast. But like we say, I think for us, we were like, we should just start doing it because at some point we need to, and we're kind of just kind of taking a piss now in a sense um, yeah. and otherwise if we never started podcasting no doubt the boss would kick us off the network aye that's true <laughs> um, see with what you're saying in mind life's been a bit shit and I've got a, a PSA we've had we'll leave the personal stuff out of it right we have had coronavirus we've had police brutality and inherent racism. We've had cyberbullying of wrestlers, not just wrestlers, but um, suicides. This actually marks the anniversary of Lionheart's death as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Um, but we've had is it Hannah Kimura. Apologies if I didn't get her name wrong, but we had her suicide over cyberbullying. Uh, I've actually seen quite a few different wrestlers or people in the wrestling community online have full out breakdowns online. Yep. People, and with all this going on, it should be a time where, as Michael Jackson said, as Michael Jackson once said, Ricky, there are are people dying who could care enough for a living, so make a better place for you and for me. And I don't know about you, you've probably not been on Twitter as much, but it's just worse. People's behaviour is worse. Um, the, The wrestling angst and rage has grown ever more so wrestlers are still being cyber bullied stalked online uh, I was listening to a podcast that shall remain nameless and this this person was getting like angry you could hear it in his voice he was angry over something that happened 20 years ago and he was talking about uh, Vince needs revenge needs to get revenge against him and stuff it's like wow there's just so much hate and vitriol and rage and so I'm going to make a vow on this podcast I will never take wrestling serious, seriously again, ever again. And hopefully that comes into the tone of the show going forward. That we're just going to come on. I'm not going to bash anyone. Well, I might bash them, but I'll do it with a smile on my face, a wee twinkle in my eye. Uh, and just basically, ha- have some basically fun. we're going back to what we once were. Aye, without the horrendous language and content. Yes. But we might have some just... bad content, just... Oh, yeah. Like, like... 2020 has just been shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like just everything involved in it. It just it started off on a bad note, and it just got progressively worse. Um, but like I say, like you say, I've not really been on Twitter. I'll, I'll popped on now and then, but there was a period of about like six weeks where I was just never went on it at all because I deleted the app. I deleted my Facebook. I still had the messenger because I had like I spoke to some people there. But in terms of like Facebook, if I've been tagged in anything on Facebook, like I don't see shit. I don't see notifications for it. Mm-hmm. Facebook still deleted. Um, Twitter, I've reinst- I've read I've reinstalled the app. Tried not to go on it as much because, um, like I said, it's just a fucking cesspool of hate and just full of wee fannies. <laughs> um, basically, it's um, it's bizarre. It's just it's as I mean I understand people are cooped up in the house. There's not much you can do, so tempers are frayed in general. But it's just a bit of wrestling. And the thing is, right? See, you're like you're, you're literally stuck. Like, so, so we're we're different in a sense. That, like, at least we've got houses, and like, if you want to get away from someone, you like your houses are relatively big enough where you're not all crammed into one room. So if you're not living like, a, for instance, if you're living like a, in a flat, for instance. Like, I get it's going to be extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. But, like, see when times are that bad? It's just like, man, just turn social media off, turn around and talk to your fucking partner. Or if you don't have, if you don't live with someone, then that's where I think you need to just be like, right, I need my phone and I just need to talk to as many people as I can to keep myself, like, sane. Yep. Um, but, like in terms of, like, actually going out and watching wrestling, I think I've watched... Uh, what did I watch? I watched WrestleMania. Right. I watched Double or Nothing. Uh, I didn't watch any Money in the Bank, actually. And I watched Autumn Edge from Sunday, and that was it. I've yet to watch a New Japan show. 
from um, two days back. I've uh, not really watched much of NXT, not watched any of AEW, so I kind of, like, I think not having the fans there, like, it just took a lot of enjoyment away from me, and that's crazy because I kind of bashing the fans, but, like, not having a proper live audience just kind of takes it away from, from me. Yes. But, yeah, like, we're shitty times, and in these uncertain times... <laughs> these unprecedented times, trademark. Fuck, <laughs> the amount of times you hear that. But, yeah, like... It's just been it's just been shit, but I think at least for some wrestling fans now, at least we got we got the new Japan product back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know like how coronavirus is doing over in America in a sense. I think it, I don't know if it's getting worse or if it even if it's being controlled or what. But I just don't see live audiences over there anytime soon. Um, at least we've got football coming back on over here. But yeah, it's 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 been strange, and I think I think we spoke about it where we say it's difficult for us to talk about current product because we're just not that into it at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we'll end up doing like different things where we might look at wrestlers or pay per views in the past or different eras, like those kind of special episodes where we spoke about before. Yep. All with a light-hearted tone as well, of course. Ah, yep, yep, yep. Once you go through some amount of personal shit and you see the stuff that's happening, you just realise that like wrestling is not one thing you should be taking serious in your life. It's, it's a hobby for crying out loud. You enjoy watching it or you don't. Like that's it. Did you know there is a petition online to have Charlotte not win any more titles? Yes, yes. <laughs> Did you sign it? To be honest, no, no. And you know I love Charlotte, right? <laughs> but again, I've been kind of like keeping up to results. I'll just skim them. I still don't understand why she had to beat Rhea Ripley at Mania. And then she lost in the triple threat match. And then I wouldn't be surprised now if, if we start to see in a programme either with um, probably most likely at some point I reckon against what's her face? Uh, Asuka. Mm-hmm. Like it's there comes a point where it's just like even for someone who like really loves Charlotte and thinks she's great, it just comes a point where like, right, this is even too much for me. Um, and like I know a lot of people felt that for a long time, but even I'm now starting to get into that phase. I'm not there yet. I think she's putting on bangers constantly, so I'm not. I'm not that annoyed. It's probably that I don't I don't sit down and watch Raw or SmackDown. Like I don't get the popcorn oh, for that stuff. So it, it's not it's not mass exposure for me. There was a time before the triple threat for NXT started gearing up, where Charlotte was on and like and she was wasn't really there that often. I heard today actually that apparently, um, I don't know how old this news is, but the bold Rhea Ripley had some visa issues. See, I think that was around about WrestleMania time, but again, was she not back on NXT like a couple of weeks later? Probably. I, I'm not sure. So I don't know if that played a part in taking the title off her. I'm not entirely sure. I'm enjoying Charlotte more than I have in a while, actually, which is strange, considering that she's mm. just at Charlotte TV at the moment. Exactly. And, and uh, we literally just said a few minutes ago, we're trying to keep it nice and happiness and etc. right? And as shitty as 2020 has been so far, 
the the one good thing to come out of twenty twenty is that we won't see Becky Lynch wrestle for another year. <laughs> yes, that makes me happy. But it was it was like that was a nice moment. I showed that to but, my family, and the, we were gathered around the computer, all crying. Beautiful, beautiful moment for her and her partner. Like, yeah, it's great. Beautiful moment for me as well, knowing that she won't be back anytime soon. You've missed quite, the one. Say that again. I was going to say you've missed some absolutely fantastic work from Asuka. She has been off her head, and I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard. I think what I would have liked though would, um, obviously. Um, she won the money in the bank but it was like apparently the title was in it or whatever and that's how she got it I still would have liked it if they ran another money in the bank match with the actual contract in it this time as well and an actual it, it, money in the cause bank because we've match. lost yeah because we've lost that kind of excitement um, but you know it is what it is speaking of money in the banks you said you watched Double or Nothing yes I watched, I didn't watch it all, I watched the <clears throat> Stadium Stampede and mm-hmm. the ladder match. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed seeing Brian Cage just rip folk. Yeah, but he's just fucking, he's just jagging up day in, day out. <laughs> but he's, like, that's a great signing for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it was rumoured to be going there like a couple of months ago and I can't remember if he was still on contract or it would, whatever, I can't remember. Did he get injured? I think he got hurt, actually. Um, so it wasn't a massive surprise it ended up there, but yeah, he's good. Like, my issue with that then is your last two, do you want to call them marquee or certainly the last two bigger main signings out with the Revival or FTR, we're now known as, right? So it was Luke Harper, Right, mm-hmm. and now Brian Cage. Both guys, well, certainly Cage immediately goes into a title shot with Ambrose or Moxley. Oh, you just swore there. I know <laughs> him, <clears throat> and then Harper himself um, had a title shot like within a couple of months or so of debuting, and it's just like mm, I wouldn't necessarily go down that route because you know, like. Mox is awesome. Mox shouldn't lose that title. But I'm, we're both just not a fan of that whole "all oh, you lose, but we make you look strong" kind of shit. After the fact, that's yes, I think, or even like, like the way that match ended with Mox. Which one? And the Mox and Harper one. I, you, so you never mean... always, you never saw it. So like, no, it was just so, uh, the first and last matches I saw. Like so, it wasn't even that they made them look strong. It was the way the match finished. Like he passed out, and it's like, all right, cool, I get it. Like you're badass and stuff like that. Like just was, there might have not been any need for it. That's my only concern now. The cage, and it's like, oh, what he's going to do here, kind of thing. Um, I would have waited before doing that match, or certainly put him in that position, just purely because I think new marquee signing. Let's build this beast up and. But immediately we're getting him in mocks, and it's great we're going to get that. But it could have waited in my mind. Uh-huh. There's, I saw quite a bit of Brian Cage and Lucha Underground. So my first thoughts when I saw him were, where he looks really weird without a singlet on. 
But he's a big beast. I am sure that if he was coronavirus tested, the, the cotton bud would just snap and it would bring out a muscle or something like that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And not really one for watching TNA or anything. It was quite... If if I'm ever going to watch a wee bit of TNA, oh, AEW, I'm looking forward to see some Brian Cage stuff because he was excellent and Lucha Underground, he was an absolute monstrous bastard in it. Mm-hmm. I said he's, 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 he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's fucking huge. It's just, just personally, I wouldn't go down that route straight away. What's your thoughts on um, Drew McIntyre's reign so far, if you have any? Um, like I've been seeing little clips of him, and it, it for me, and we could say we're being biased, but it was it's been quite entertaining. I lied, I say, but I didn't watch any money in the bank. I watched Seth and Drew match, which was excellent. And what I loved was again, I see these snippets the following night where Seth comes out and his hair's all over the place, and he's just like he's gone. He's 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 heartbroken about the loss and he can't go over it. That was a good match. Um like I say I've been seeing little snippets of Drew and I've been I've liked what I saw. Um I think we're looking at a rain that's gonna last another at least another few months. I think so too. Um the match with Brock, you know, that the, they are what they are, they're those kind of Brock matches. I think and I say is it I think I say in the build up to it. Having no fans there really took away the moment. I think for, for obviously it wouldn't take away from Drew and like everyone who loves Drew as, as a as a wrestler and stuff like that. But I just think, and I hate that whole like pointing at signs and blah 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 fireworks and nonsense and all that, right? But like that's what it is. Like that closing shot of WrestleMania, you wanted that in the stadium. It would have been awesome if it was Drew doing it. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's been it's been good so far. I just just keep doing keep, keep do keep treating him the way he was being treated in the build up to WrestleMania like mm-hmm. just just a, just a guy like, I, I, I suppose you want fine he's a face but just goes around mauling people I think, um, I don't think, do anything stupid don't start feeding them stupid lines don't start getting cheesy just you know just do what you've done with him in the build up to WrestleMania I think I can take bias out of my feelings towards him because okay it's fantastic Scotland uh, first British WWE champion and all that stuff it was a good moment it's nice to have that representation he's all over BT Sports um, Twitter account and all that stuff so I'm happy but you know there's a certain football affiliation with which he has that makes me not that sort of super excited for him (laughs) right Um, so I, I'm not. I wasn't invested in him because he's Scottish, but I think what has been do, what he has been doing since he became the champ, has been sub, done surprisingly well. I know it's behind closed doors and all that stuff. We can't. There's nothing we can do about that. But he's presented strongly. He's hardly ever looks like a a bitch's bitch. Um, he talks the talk with that lovely Gerard Butler accent of his. <laughs> His two title defences so far have been different and exciting and battles. I thought the Seth match was excellent and then the Bobby Lashley match was a, a brutality number, which was really good as well. So I think things are going well for him just now. He's 
he comes across as very pleasant on his interviews. He's doing a lot of interviews for independent um, podcast hosts and all that. I think WWE are letting we, sh- sorry, we should reach out to him through my mutual friend. He'll want to steal him first, though. No, he doesn't do a podcast, I don't know. Who are you, ta- are you talking about? No, I'm talking about from football. Oh. Aye. That's right. Two of them. Uh, a friend. I think, I think we've said this story before. Someone we used to play football with, or I used to play football with after I broke my wrist for the foreseeable future, uh, <laughs> was his pals and muckers and friends with good old Drew McIntyre. Yep. Yeah, well, he still plays. I still play with him every Monday. Well, not right now. Um, and yeah, it wouldn't take much, hopefully. Because they used to go, they, they were in this, they went to school together, they grew up together, so yeah, we should try that actually one day, see what happens. Just say to him, here, here you, X, can you uh, speak to Big Andy, see if he'll give you a wee interview? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying about you've not watched a lot, I've watched a lot of wrestling, but not a lot of it's current, and it, there was a point where. NXT was in the performance centre. It was just a very dark room, no fans, um, and it was becoming at a point where I was just watching it, staring at the screen, and it was like, "This isn't the NXT that I love." It started to perk up quite a bit with the fans, and and I did enjoy in your house something a bit different from their usual takeover format. Uh, but since this lockdown. A lot of these companies, even WWE's network, they've put in a lot of good work for stuff on the network. You've had the Undertaker documentaries. I'll touch on him in a minute. But ICW have just put on an absolute library and a half of old content, mm-hmm. new content, interviews. like They do on weekly interviews on Thursday night with their wrestlers. Stuff OT, OTT put up some decent pay-per-views as well. Aye, OTT have been doing Twitter watch-alongs as well, I believe. Yep, yep. So there's, and I've randomly, because of In Your House was on, I've went down a wee In Your House road and started watching the old ones. I've been watching Raws and Smackdowns from 2000, the Cactus Jack, uh, Triple H stuff. Uh, you know that In Your House I always remember? It was Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. I can't even remember what in your house it was, but I just remember I saw Michael's walking down his walking down the aisle. Uh, as he's walking down, starts to unbutton his top, drops his top, drops the title, gets in the ring, then like clotheslines Diesel over, and then rips off his uh, the attachments on his trousers. Can't actually remember what in your house that was again. It was early, was it not? It might have been. I think I'm nearly there actually. I've, I was watching Survivor Series '95. Because it was leading on from In Your House 4. And it's it's pretty shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm bored to tears. You've had um, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Gold Dust, which was just rank rotten. A 5v5 men's, a 4v4 women's, and the Gold Dust and Bam Bam match. And it was just... Oh, man. That was... Bret Hart and Diesel, wasn't it? I'll find out when I finish watching. 
Sure, it was Bret Hart Diesel in a hardcore match. Was it a hardcore? I'm sure it was an ODQ. Same thing, really. Aye, weapons match, basically. I think it was. You're maybe right. So, yeah. See that that was a, that was the days where uh, virtually every single match on the on the card, like, like there was like, you know, I like the Survivor Series match, but only for some sort of meaning. Uh, maybe it wasn't back then. But I think just as a child, you get caught up in it more. Like, Definitely. I've not enjoyed, I've not really enjoyed many Survivor Series matches in the last couple of years. I think the last great one was that, was that 2016, oh, 15, yes. was it? Oh, yes. That one there was quite See, good, the NXT SmackDown and Raw one. It was different. Keith, uh, Keith that was Lee, different. Roman Reigns standoff at the end was excellent. Mm-hmm. That was round about the Saudi um, nonsense, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was because they did a delay coming back to SmackDown. Thank God for hostage but... situations, eh? <laughs> That's it. That's it. I watched um, Daniel Bryan and AJ though from oh, Friday. That that was fantastic. I saw I saw somewhere I don't know if it's true but is AJ now is he held every single title in WWE just the singles yet maybe not the 24-7 no, no he's definitely not on that no, that's right he has not the 24-7 so he has every single because the 24-7 doesn't count excuse excuse yourself <laughs> Forgot you're doing a whole Lords of Pain company based on the 24-7. Well, cheers for the spoiler tag. Right, we'll need to take that out, edit that out. No. I thought that was already out in the open. No, it's not, it's not a company based around 24 That's just folk running about a room just pinning each other for fun. Like, <laughs> That'd be brilliant. I'd watch that. <laughs> that sounds like an X-Hamster video, actually. <laughs> Um, I, as a, a wee plug for the side projects I'm currently knee deep in a, a fantasy draft which has taken a lot longer than I thought it would I thought it would be a few days but we're now, fuck knows, a month in How many rounds are there? Well there are 18 men 6 women and 6 tag teams so 30 and a manager and a a GM, so thirty two. And you're waiting for people. You've got people from South Africa. You've got people from America. You've got people from Australia in this thing. So time zones be damned. So you're taking a while. You'll be glad to know that I recently acquired a certain Joseph Coffee. Fantastic. And another one, just a wee bit over the water from him. Jordan Devlin? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Basically, Excellent. Just, I, would, I would have, I, honestly, I would have just went through the wrestling world and just picked out all the Celtic fans. <laughs> I've actually got quite an interesting wee story for uh, Jordan Devlin. I'll discuss it with you off here. It's quite a, a charged one, let's just say. It may not go down well. We'll see, we'll see. 
So you can head over to the Lords of Pain forum site or follow Bad News Beauchamp. I think that's... I don't know if I'm actually saying it wrong there. Uh, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, for all the latest in the LOP fantasy draft. Potentially just butchered the guy's name. Well, it's like Beauchamp, Beecham, Beauchamp. I have no idea who it is. See the, the, that mean Matt Carlos fella? Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of the Undertaker documentaries? I've yet to watch part four. It's the only one I've not watched. Right. We've been saying for years it would be great to have a sort of tell-all expose on the Undertaker. And they've had a wee Steve Austin interview. And now they've been doing this series. And it's been good. It's been interesting hearing his side of things and how it's they want to come back. They want to come back as addictive. Uh, all that stuff. I get that. But it might have been the first or second episode. It's like I felt like saying, "You want to shut up?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I've loved it. What, what what's just, what's crazy is <clears throat> you've always thought that Taker would be the one. They'd be like, no, it's time to go now. And and I get he had his hip problems, and then when he came back against Cena, he was moving a little bit better, etc., etc. And I think it was it. I think it was um, Michelle McCool that says it in the documentary. It was like, it's, she was like, it's kind of like a vicious cycle. Like mm-hmm. if he has a bad match, he'll go out and train and make sure he produces a better one. So his next one's a good match. Then all of a sudden he was like, wait, 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 maybe I can have a couple of more matches. And then suddenly the next one's bad, and then it's another vicious cycle he's in but do, you know, do you know the one thing that caught my eye about it and I was like that's actually pretty fucking awesome um, I don't know if it was episode 2 or 3 but he was talking about AJ now remember this was done in like 2017-ish 18 or whatever it was yes I know the bit and, you're referring to and he says that's a guy I would love to work with like I would love when he's great and then fast forward like 18 months later or whatever he's in the feud he, says he has a programme with AJ and I was like do you know what that's actually pretty fucking awesome like I know like that, for, for both guys for AJ himself and then on top of that where Taker's talking about it and then like it says a year and a half later we actually get that match but see when you're watching them backstage like I get that is quite good and seeing Mark Calloway has been quite interesting but I think it was the 2017 Hall of Fame, the one where they had the match with Roman and he had a bad mm-hmm. night. He's walking about the Hall of Fame backstage, pestering everyone. And he just came across like that sort of drunk but gentle uncle who won't leave anyone alone. And you feel like someone's going to, like, say to Michelle, Michelle, going to take him up the road. He's fucking true. <laughs> oh, I think everyone loves the guy, though. And it's funny because, like, and I know we're, I'll just since you mentioned him we're talking about Roman like those wrestling fans were like shit on him all the time right and then when people used to always talk about these stories that were coming out and was like oh look at that they're telling these wrestlers to come out with these nice stories so we all start to like Roman well the one guy that everyone says that like he's a, he's a guy we respect the most Taker like you can see how much Taker respects Roman how much love he's got for Roman like because it was one of the first things he said after he was like disappointed myself but it was like more than anything I'm like I'm disappointed for Roman like uh, he didn't get my best, and that was fucking awful, and I feel terrible for him. That might be um, because Undertaker's a big fan of the Anoa'i family, though. Probably, and I think, and 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 that's why I, that probably does play a part in it. 
But I also think like Roman comes across as a good guy, and everyone seems to like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed the documentary documentary so far. I think, like I say, it's it's the one character in wrestling you've never really known much about, um, and it was kind of good to see parts of it. Um, but I said I'll try and catch part four at some point soon. Yes, I have seen it. It ended quite well. You'd like how it ended. It's like a cliffhanger. Fuck, mm. who's next match? No. You'll you'll find out. I, did, I might watch it. I might watch it today, actually. I did enjoy the Boneyard match. I have to admit. Good. It was good. I think... You know, I, there shouldn't be any bad matches right now, in my mind. Unless it's like a really shit wrestler that's in the ring. Mm-hmm. They do, I mean, you can edit it, you can redo things and hit different spots again and mash it all together to produce a, a really good match. So I'm not wanting to say, like, I don't want to shit on anything, but, you know, you should be able to produce really good matches. But that was a really good match. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that. There was, there was a few matches in WrestleMania I enjoyed. If I'm honest, I know we're talking, we're going like a couple of months back. Aye, that's fine. Um, people, the, the people was, want to good. know. No, it was good. The, the Fiend and John Cena one was... Uh, no. I don't know I don't know what I was watching, but it was like a, a trip down memory lane and just they were kind of trolling different wrestlers, it seems like. I gave up. I gave up. I kind of liked it. Like, I was... For what it was, I was like, this just this is weird. But I kind of like it. But I think it, what was quite obvious and evident, it was Cena was there, but basically was like, I'm only going to take like one or two wee bumps. And it, like, so I think I think that was it, what was going to happen all along. There wasn't going to be a proper match because mm. Hollywood and whatever he might have in his contracts, whatever, it just it can't wrestle as much now. Listen, I'll hold my hands up. I wrote a column beforehand saying, fuck this Cena match. And Cena, you can argue whether it was a match or not, but he lost to the entity that is Bray Wyatt in some form or fashion, and he went all out and embarrassing himself rather than his opponent. Yeah. What what was presented? I was just like, oh, get this off, get this off my screen. They started pumping weights at a thousand miles an hour. I'm like, ah. <laughs> dear me. And I I've enjoyed the majority of these cinematic matches. Uh, thought the Money in the Bank one was hilarious. I liked most of the... But where Baron Corbin committed murder on network, apparently. Who did they launch off of? Was it Ray and Alistair Black? Aye, that's right. <laughs> but the... Most, I enjoyed most of the Stampede thing as well. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just hope they don't overdo it now. I know, that's what I was going to say. I've had my fill. Like, I'm, I'm done with them. Mm-hmm. The Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole match was, was like, oh, okay, especially when it's a title on the line as well. It's a bit, mm. yep. And uh, <laughs> they had something in Backlash. It was like a sort of weird thing with the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders and Akira Tozawa. Like, uh, I don't mind them doing the comedy stuff. I really don't. But the actual cinematic stuff, I've had my fill basically. <laughs> Uh, like I say, it's, it's you don't. There's certain things that that you just do now and then, you know, like 
certain matches are always destined for a Hell in a Cell or a, an Iquit or a hardcore match. Or, you know, just don't overdo stuff. Less is more, and like yeah. so, we've been exposed to it quite a bit from from like three different brands, um, in a sense. So, yeah, I would agree. Like, I don't really want to see any more of them. Like, certainly not for a good three, four, five months, or maybe even longer. Like, I just don't want to be seeing it every single pay per view, potentially. And it, it pains me to say, but the the Edge versus Alton match, I'm sure it was very good. But the the, the fan piped in fan noises was a major distraction. No, uh, it's funny because me and Josh spoke about that. Like I hadn't watched it as yet. I thought I was on the phone on Monday night, and I said I've not watched it. I'm going to watch it. And it's funny, uh, and he laughed, and like I don't know why this was why I was drawn to it, but I was drawn to that match only on the card because the greatest wrestling match ever, or whatever it was, the tagline. For some reason, that tagline hooked me because I was like, Do you know what? I know it's not going to be the greatest match ever, but I'm kind of interested to see what you do to try and make it look like the greatest match ever because it's not going to be. I was just wanting to see. Don't know why, but having that kind of tagline leaves you open to criticism. Like, there's just no need for that in my opinion. Like, you know, like people are going to bash you because if it doesn't deliver, in my mind, it was a good match. Um, but yeah, the pipe down crowd noises, and I said to Josh about like BT Sport are started doing that for football over here, and it's like I kind of want to hear. Like people talking, like we never get to hear that. But never. See, the thing is, as well, the fans have started making like it's just so unfortunate that the greatest wrestling match ever was two nights after Daniel Bryan and AJ. I'm not saying that was the greatest match ever, but my God, I mean that was that was unbelievable. That probably should have been on backlash. I know that was like one of the best I had seen. You could that would have possibly overshadowed the greatest wrestling match ever. But I like I really was watching it. I was like, "Wow, this is top notch," uh, and I'm sure Edge and Orton was great. But the piped in noise, uh, the sort of the camera on in the ring following them about at points, are almost almost like a cinematic feel to it. In a sense, uh, it's like, oh man, what if you just, yeah. just leave it? Like you could have argued, you could have argued maybe that it was the best ever. If you didn't have these bizarre bells and whistles, like fuck's sake, man! <laughs> and then, no, that's no one. Then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Edge is hot as well. Right. I think they would have had a blow off at SummerSlam, probably. Mm-hmm. In some capacity. Um, but that's obviously gone out the window now. A torn peg? Was it a torn peg? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's his tricep. Maybe his tricep, okay. At least he's not his neck. Yep, yep. But, like, you know, but it's just, you get cleared and then you just suddenly get another injury. Maybe it's just not meant to be. Yep, maybe that is the case. There is, I mean, okay, you've trained, I watched the documentary, you've trained your ass off. Um, I personally loved the last man standing match at Wrestlemania I thought it was a right guttural emotional number but it was just it went about for me about 10 minutes too long yeah that was the criticism I was f- fine with it I thought it was weird that this match that we had there was longer but felt shorter mm-hmm. uh, it crescendoed well the sort of 
finishers, the bit where Randy Orton looked up to heaven and started doing the Three Amigos. <laughs> that was nasty. Because Randy, Randy Orton said that Eddie's in hell. That's true. The ironic thing is um, when he done the punt to his head and Josh said it to me, and I, I, you can, it's so evident, you can hear it, it's so obvious how he slaps his leg after all the trolling Orton had done. I know. And the week building up to, you know, I, pro- I wouldn't put it past Orton to be like, you know what, I'm just going to do it just to continue trolling, trolling folk and just, you know, just being a dick. Oh, he doesn't care. He's doing, no. he's doing some good heel work right now, though. He's always been, he's always been a good heel. He's always been a really good heel, and he's always been like fucking great, like properly great in the ring whenever he wants to be. Another thing, still, that... still adamant that. He's got very, very few peers. Like, there's very, very few people. Like, in my mind, when Orton is at his absolute peak, there's very, very few people better than him. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I noticed about that match was Edge came out clean shaven. And then, towards the end of the match, you saw a very obvious sort of grey five o'clock shadow. It's like, how long were you fucking filming this? About two days? <laughs> Probably over a couple of days. Aye, that brought me back to my point about the Daniel Bryan AJ match. The crowd were hammering that plexiglass, and it was a really heated atmosphere. And the atmosphere for the triple threat for the NXT Women's Title was really bouncing. Like the plexiglass is a great addition, even if it is for testing. So to have them sit, sit, standing there, kind of either doing nothing or clapping at different times to the this is awesome. Uh, then there was a holy shit chant. I thought, oh my God, this is just too distracting. It's just... It is. It's not natural. It's, it's just not, not natural. It's not authentic. Exactly. And it, it, that makes it worse than having, like, with total silence. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a total silence than that because that would just put me off completely. I know. In a match. Just... It's, 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 it's like the stuff with the football right now that BT Sports are doing. Like, I know there's no crowd, but... You know, when they have the chance, it's just so it's piped in. It's like, right, this is annoying me because I know there's not a crowd here and it's just distracting me now. Imagine they had a, a, an old fun game and they just piped in sectarian songs. <laughs> well, they would need to because that's all that ever gets sung at old fun <laughs> games. <laughs> Do you know what they're doing in South Korea? Was it football? Uh, no, sorry, it's actually baseball. They've got the, like cardboard cutouts of fans. No, it's even more random. They've got uh, cuddly toys and teddy bears in all the seats. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Uh, it just looks like a po- Pokemon Stadium battle. <laughs> Superb. Um, I'm trying to think of what else to say. We've we've had a lot to say. We've obviously been bottling this up for quite some time. I was. When was the last show? Did we even do one after WrestleMania? I don't think we did, did we? No. It was after... I remember it was the week after... Not Double or Nothing. The previous AEW show. Jeez. So that would have been February? Aye, February. Was it very la- I think it was like the last day in February. And that was. what happened when Rick and Clive went off here? The world went to shit. 
to be fair, the world already was fucking went down a pan at that point. That's true, that's true. <laughs> and that's probably a bit um, in bad taste of me saying that as well. Yeah. But what's a Ricky and Clive wrestling show without some bad taste here and there? Uh, the world's a fucking shit show at the moment, folks. It is. So, First of all, what the fuck's happening over in America? Uh, one thing that isn't a shit show is your hair. You seem to have done very well with not needing, not being able to get a haircut. I've not had a haircut since the 10th of March. And that is, what, April, May, June, three full months. Like, look how long my hair is. It's, like that doesn't even do it justice. I thought it was like so much longer there at the back as well. Look at that. But it's it's impressive. I know it's fucking immaculate. Speaking speaking of hair. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. Uh, speaking of hair, Ricky. You you're a, a metrosexual individual, yes. Correct. You like to make sure you're looking trim and tidy. I have no hair from the neck down. So, my next <laughs> like question... Legit. My next question is answered then. How are your balls? Nice and clean. So, you don't kind of... If you're, if you're hairless from the neck down, then you don't really need this, but... If you're, well, I do, because only the best. Only I the, require only the best. Well, that's why... Only the best have decided to come to Social Suplex and form a, a, a partnership. Ladies and gentlemen, or specifically gentlemen, or ladies, if, <laughs> if you know, you've got a, a boyfriend or a husband or a dad. <laughs> dad? A brother? A brother. Um... <laughs> who you want to ensure that they have tidy <laughs> a tidy pubic region Manscaped ladies and gentlemen Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer the Manscaped engineering team have spent 18 months that's a long time perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new improved new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 or as we'll call it on the show the Mower of Lawns 3.0 uh, they're third generation, third generation. So this is a Randy Orton and Rocky Maivia of genera- uh, of pubic region trimmers. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Oh, millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Uh, those accidents that you get, I've, I've had an accident myself. Not an accident as such, but uh, when are you still there? Yep, I'm just reading it. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. Um, when I was going for you know the procedure, that uh, many fathers have. Talk to me. Yeah, I know. I know. Right, uh, I know. The surgeon, so to speak, commented on the, the shit job I did of making, <laughs> making sure I was. <laughs> So, if only I had Manscaped back then, because uh, accidents or botched jobs are a thing of the past. When I say this is premium, I mean premium. And if you fancy having taken your time, this battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can have a longer shave if you want. If you want to, you know, do some Edward Scissorhands and create a poodle or a maze, maybe. <laughs> 
I'll need to record this and splice this in next week. This is uh, going off the rails quite quickly. It's also <laughs> I told you this was going to happen. It's also a water-resistant technology that allows you to groom in the shower. One of the best features about it is, if you fancy doing this in the dark, under your bed sheets, there's an LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. That's fucking class. They've also upgraded yes. to a 7,000 revs per minute motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show you are more off loud and proud <laughs> because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that drunk of yours, gentlemen. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUPLEX at the checkout area of manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. Your boss will thank you. Also, you can get 20% off. Free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. 20%, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code suplex <laughs> and it's in capital letters. I just said that, but... No, oh, did you? Sorry. That's all right. I just thought, you know, I, I would chime in as well. What's I'm not going to let you. See as soon as I get mine out, folks, I'll do a before and after photo for he's on Twitter, right? Oh, my word. Uh, obviously, we are, when you, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you've listened to many podcasts and the hosts. They say how great the product is. There's obviously delays in shipping at the moment for us over here. So, um, it's still currently mowing the lawn of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> It'll be with us soon. And I can't promise any before and after photos. Um, I mean. I don't know. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Ricky doing Ricky things. That's it. With a hashtag ten. You could, you could cut, shave that in. Hashtag ten. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, might actually try doing that. Or just do the hashtag and a zero on each side. Uh, sure. You like that one? Yeah, no. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was good. I might try it play around with it you know well I have to say considering I'm out of habit of talking in public and out of habit of doing plugs I think that went quite well for a first attempt No, but no doubt it will be streamlined over the coming weeks yep yep I think this was the first week we got it as well I think aha uh-huh, this is a we just kicked in now yep I hope I wasn't too loud I've got family sleeping in the house Oh, no, you're fine. I don't think you were that loud. So, listen, Ricky. Is there one thing you've missed more than anything else? You. Oh, well. You too, you too, fella. The quiz. I'm so glad Seamus is back, by the way. <laughs> what, we're getting piss thrown at him? See, it just a flat out called Jeff Hardy a junkie. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. Oh dear. He's Man, a, what the fuck is going on there? He's another one that doesn't care. Nah. My only gripe is I wish the bar were back together, but maybe in due course. Anyway. They were, they were fucking great. Is there anything else you've missed about doing the show? 
The quiz. The quiz. That's the number one thing. Quiz. Well, number two, obviously. Number one being <laughs> the banter. The, the bants. Uh, nah, the quiz. We've had a, a, a nice visit from the Archbishop of Banterbury tonight. <laughs> End the podcast right now. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Nope, let's do a quiz. Have you got a quiz? No. But I've got some questions. Obviously, you've not been paying much attention to the product, so I'm going to quiz you on recent stuff. Oh, okay. Can you name? So this is just going to. I'm going to just name things off the cuff, right? Can you name Cody Rhodes's two TNT title contenders? Two he's had matches against so far. Yeah, he's doing one of the open challenges, weekly open challenges. Ah. Uh... Let me see. It was it Marco Stunt? Was he one of them? No. Nope. Jungle Boy. Yep. Uh, and the other one, I do not have a clue whatsoever. Um, um, I might be. Say that again. I might be butchering the name, but it's Mark Quinn. Uh, I never saw that match at all. Is that the first one or the second one? That was last week, I believe. Nope. Nope. One out of two is alright. It's not bad. Number two, who's the current United States champion? (laughs) And don't say Donald Trump. Oh, fuck no, man. That guy, Apollo Crews. Yes, correct. Well done. You want to know how I know that? How? Is not that I watch anything, right? But I'm in the the pay per view predictions prediction thing with Caleb, and Apollo Cruz was taking on Andrade, and Apollo Cruz's game was first. Okay. Uh, what was that? I'm just ma- I'm just making this stuff up tonight, ladies and gents. But I do have. By the a- way, shout out, shout out to Caleb, the beautiful ginger. Should we shout out some of our friends just now? Mid quiz. <laughs> Why not? So shout out to Caleb. Shout out to the rest of the social suplo- suplex guys. Uh, this can be the plug as well. You've got the One Nation Radio, keeping it strong still. Grown men watch this shit. They're on a wee mini hiatus as well at the moment with lack of indie shows. All things elite and get in the ring. Good to speak to you again, fellas. Shout out to good friends. Rance, Kyle... Carl on Outsider's Edge and our mucker from Virginia, Rab Ropes. Shout out to Darren. Shout out to Muzza. Anyone else, um, Ricky? Um, Sir Sam, Kath, everyone. Shout out to everyone. Give yourselves a pat on the back for being brilliant people. <laughs> yep. Kyle, Carl, Rob, Rance, I love every one of yous. I love yous. Yous know, yous know why. Yep, I love yous more than some. I love some of yous more than others. 
Same. Same. Carl, Carl being at the top of that list, rants in the bottom. Oof. Nah, I lie. I lie. But I don't lie about Carl, I don't lie about Carl being at the top. Uh, let's just move on because this is just getting to the parts where people end up pissed off with us and I get the blame <laughs> look at you walking about your house with your Muslim Muslim mane <laughs> it's getting cut on Saturday so it's thank god no don't cut it I've got the one, o- one and only coming when I cut it <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy uh, no. No, Matt, for some reason you absolutely love the guy because he clearly goes to the same gym as Brian Cage that's why <laughs> uh, my wife cut my hair uh, towards the start of, she actually done a pretty decent job of it did. by the way there was a, a part that was shaved in a bit more than the others but that was my fault that was from my bad advice um, and she's done her son's hair a couple of times and his hair's looking smart and tidy so maybe one more uh, short back and sides Sean, yeah, Sean Connery's favourite hairdresser hairdressers and barbers and stuff don't open up until what July 15th I think it is is it? Mm-hmm. that's when Rob Ambrose goes back they're going to be so fucking busy oh ridiculously busy they'll need to be but snippy about, think... they'll need to be snippy about their turnover well that's the thing like they'll be limited to how many people can come in and out and stuff um, but he'll be He'll be coming round hopefully on Saturday afternoon. Tell him, tell him I said hello. <laughs> I'll put a, a post lockdown photo up on Facebook or Twitter of my new hair. And your new pubic hair? Yes, when I got an opportunity to do that. Now, I've got another quiz for a big long question that Baz D himself posed of me the other day. <coughs> Can you name. The 11 matches that have featured twice or more at WrestleMania. To help you out, there is only one tag style match, so we'll take the tag team matches out of it, those being the TLC guys. Right, so uh, take a Triple H, take a, take a Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Rock. Mm-hmm. So now we need another seven. Yep. Uh, Rock Cena. Correct. Um, what were the taker ones you said? Triple H and HBK. Okay, I hope you're playing along at home, ladies and gents. Did he have two against Edge or just a one? Can I give another shout out? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dan Coffin because I think he knew what this countdown was. <laughs> exactly. You you just know because the same certain people have liked it from mm-hmm. the very first one all the way now. If you know, you know, you know. Exactly. Kind of miss interacting with Dan as well. Actually, you know that. Um, oh, another one is Roman Brock. <sighs> okay. What? What's wrong with that? It's just when I asked Baz D this, I said does Roman and Brock count? And he said he never thought of that one. So apparently it wasn't on this list. Oh, 
So all right, well, we can, but we'll make be. it. We'll, I know we can add it to the list and make it twelve then. Um, am I missing? I feel like I'm missing someone else with Taker. You are. Who the hell am I missing? Kane. Correct. That's you. That's you. Go six. Right. So let's keep going. Obviously, Modern Rock. Rock. Oh, Brock at the moment one. Um, I bet you there'll be one stupid one like involving Vince or somebody stupid like that. <laughs> no, Vince is not. Nope. Trish and Lita? Nope, no ladies, I'm afraid. Uh, okay. Um, o- also, money in the banks don't count either. Right. Uh, Seth and Alton was only ones. What about Brett? What about Brett? Um, Brett and Austin, that wasn't amazing, that made it anyway. Iron Man match. <laughs> I thought like Brett should be in there, but against who? Uh, Brett versus Yoko? Yes. Is that seven? So what about cut? That's what we should have, we should have called our podcast that. What about cut? <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet you the tag match would have been some sort of like Hardys, Dudleys, and Asian Christian. Aye, as as um, Edge. Nah, I think I'm out of the guesses now. Okay, do you want some clues? Uh, go for it. One of them, the rematch involved a f- not a fake referee as such, but a an imposter referee, an imposter brother referee. Why, why, why does that not make any sense to me? Uh, why is that not ringing any bells? How many... How many Hebners are there? Yeah, but why can't you but... oh, What are you talking about? One more clue for this one. WrestleMania <sighs> 4. Oh. No. I, I, I mean, I can't think. Hogan and Andre. Oh, fuck me. Remember? Of course. The fake Hebner brother. Mm-hmm. The real one was out the back selling t-shirts at his back of his car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's at eight. Yeah. Uh, another one happened. The rematch. I mean, it's. I'll give you a cl- two clues. The rematch happened this year. If you can call it a match. Uh. Mm. See, I was going to say a fine eye, fine Cena and Bray. Right, okay. Uh, one happened last year. And its first match was 14 years ago. 
14 years before this one happened. So, uh, 2019. 2019. So a match happened then that happened in 2005 at Mania. That was 2019, this match. <laughs> Triple H and Batista. Hi. <laughs> I, I don't know why I th- thought that was 2018. Uh, was last year. I think there's one more. So we've got Taker Kane, Taker HBK, Taker Triple H, Austin Rock, Roxena, Roman Brock, uh, Hogan Andre, uh, Cena Bray, Cena Bray, Batista, Triple Batista H, Triple H, Brett Yokozuna. There's one more, and this one was 13 years apart. In the last, I absolutely loved those Brett and Yoko matches. Man, I loved that feud. 13 years apart, and the last one happened at 33. I think it was. 33 was what 2017 mm-hmm. who the hell for 2017 2017 who was there at 2017 just realised my webcam's really dark now because the sun's setting <laughs> Who was the old boss of the fighting at 22? Must have kind of been taken again, surely. Well, that was against Roman. So, who the fuck's the old bastard then? <laughs> old are three letters in his name. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, right, okay. Oldberg and Brock. Aye. Fucking hate Goldberg. Absolutely. <laughs> Is it two good things about him? His spear or sphere, oh, and his <laughs> entrance. Uh, or oh, his old school entrance, sorry, when he came in, surrounded by all the bodyguards and came through the fucking smoke and everything. Mm-hmm. Ripped the doors off the hinges and stuff. He was eating a firework before he came out. Fucking tremendous, so it was that WCW entrance. It was, it was good. That concludes the first quiz, a kind of rough, rough draft. Um, not sure what the plans are for next week yet I think we're just going to continue with the nonsense for a wee bit until we get used to it uh, dust off the vocal cords and all that what do you think? Yeah, or we can like do one of these retrospective things we were talking about but certainly not going to be talking about current product anyway I don't think As long as we're allowed to at least once a week or maybe more um, bow down at the feet of Dexter Loomis <laughs> he was plastered all over our timeline the other week the other day sorry was he mm-hmm. I do I thoroughly enjoy him and he's just a a freak a freak <laughs> <laughs> right ladies and gentlemen here we go man I'm going to fuck this up I, I bet he's remember. a missed this part. I can't even remember what to say. Well, you've done the plugs. You've done all the plugs. It's now just a case of saying goodbye. 
I'll do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as... <coughs> One Nation Radio, keeping it strong style, ourselves, grown when watch this shit, who are currently on a hiatus, get in the ring, and all things elite. Uh, we're at redcircle.com, you can go there. You can donate directly to the show or to the Social Suplex page if you go click on the show notes. I've got some columns on the Social Suplex page. I am aware that Jeremy Donovan has started doing a, a preview to Dynamite episodes. Um, so check that out if you can. Uh, I am still doing the brand extension columns over at Lords of Pain. Go over to prowrestlingtees.net type in social suplex and you'll get to the page where you've got some t-shirts from the social suplex guys including the Rick and Clive t-shirt um, get yourself some nice fancy trimmed bollocks with manscaped.com 20% off if you put social no if you put suplex as whoa, help me as a, as a pro, suplex capital letters and the promo code 20% off and free shipping Listen, listen to you. You've got a voice for radio. And a face for TV. And a face for porn. <laughs> Do you mean? Most of the porn actors are fucking horrific looking. Not that I watch that kind of stuff. I'm a good Muslim boy. <laughs> oh my god, ladies and gents. <laughs> if you had seen the shit I've seen on this man's phone. Right, in my defence, that's crap that people send me in the WhatsApp group chats I'm in. And do you know what you do? You delete it like a good Muslim boy. That's it. But I'll fold on to um, the group we're in together, right? So you can all see it. Uh, all right, cheers. <laughs> uh, we're at... Um, there's definitely something I've missed, I know it. But we're at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. And you can check out Social Suplex Facebook page, which is called Wrestling Squared Circle. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Jesus, man. You can tell extremely rusty at this... Not exactly a great first episode back. It takes us back to the first ever episode we recorded, remember? I'm rustier than Zach Gowen's old leg. <laughs> For goodness sake. <laughs> I meant his plastic one, no his actual <laughs> amputated one. Jeez. Oh, why did he get brought poor guy? See, poor Brett Baker. If she's in a... <laughs> See the thing is, oh, I'll need to do a doubler for this one because I don't think our American or Australian or any friends outside of the UK will get this. So basically, me, you, and Muzzle understand it. Eh, uh, hold on. Ah, it's. I think it is fine. It's alright to say this, and if you don't know it, you can just Google it. Right, so poor, poor Britt Baker, eh? Uh, she's in a wheelchair now, and on top of that, she's failed a wellness violation. She tested positive for WD 40. <laughs> Make that of yourself. No, I'll tell you the origins of that joke off here. 
Like, okay. <laughs> Just casually <laughs> sniffing lighter fluid. <laughs> oh, right, okay, Doc. Right. We should put a bow on this. Okay, right. Thanks for listening, Ricky. It's been a blast talking to you again. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Let's put all this shit we've all been through to one side and let's hopefully things start to get better for us all. Aye. Oh, yes, indeed. And please don't take wrestling so seriously. Yep. It's good to be back, folks. Speak to you next week. Good night. Take, take care. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.